Welcome to the world of the Southern Exchange, where conversation meets truth and transparency leads the way. We get right to it. Yeah. Who you loving, who you wanna be stuck with? Is he paying all night? Do he got any substance? Is the conversation good on political subjects or is it typical? Can he hit your pinnacle? Fuck him, it's nothing new to me. They slept on me back then, I really had no smooth to me. Ain't had no AC, now I got a little cool to me. Super drip, and it hit you like a pool to me. You got class, and I'm in it like some school for free. I'm from the A, I ain't had to pay no student fees. I'm tagging baddies, I'ma get you that new chain of freeze. Girl, you bad when it's hot Or even when it's 8 degrees We used to kick it, coulda got a purse I even showed you how I bought a work Pretty girls, ask them do they smoke Bad bitches, ask them do they vote Brand new shower skates, I'm just asking for the soap Subs and hotel rooms, I'ma let you soak You know you the Aviator fly lenses, I been in the vibe business you are hourglass and a time ticket. time ticket Even though the rollie don't do time difference, time difference. All you see is D, it got your mind skipping And it hit you like a pool to me You got class and I'm in it like some school for free I'm from the A, I ain't had to pay no student fees I'm tagging baddies, I'ma get you that new chain of freeze Girl, you bad when it's hot Or even when it's 8 degrees We used to kick it, coulda got a purse I even showed you how I bought a work Twin turbo, girl, how fast this car go We in the club, that's what time the bar close I'm on your mind like a car, but you got wine, though Lock queen of my dreams and you mine, though Cartier fly lenses, I been in the vibe business You are hourglass and the time ticking even though I got the Bentley lights flicking, all you see is D, got your mind skipping. Super drip, and it hit you like a pool to me. You got class, and I'm in it like some school for free. I'm from the A, I ain't had to pay no student fees. I'm tagging baddies, I'ma get you that new chain of freeze. Girl, you bad when it's hot, or even when it's eight degrees. We used to kick it, coulda got a purse. I even showed you how I bought a work. Southern Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Sir Griffinson. And today we got a special guest that's uh that's taking a seat next to me, man. Uh, a fella that is uh, <laughs> an expert when it comes to bars, an expert when it comes to recording, a fella that is, man, a dope-ass musical artist, you feel what I'm saying? He's a man that I've met some years back, and uh, it's a pleasure to have him on this podcast with me. You guys are definitely going to enjoy this. It's intelligent brother and i'm happy to have him here and without further ado i introduce y'all to neon dion what's good what's good it's neon dion all right and before we even get started bro i don't think i ever asked you this what made you pick neon dion as your as your name to go by so i was a kid um and every time i would introduce myself as dion uh all the older people would be like like neon dion neon sanders was pretty hot at the time and um, he was playing for the Falcons, and, and he was just balling out. And it was just very, very fitting for the time for people to be like, oh, Dion, Dion, and 
it kind of just stuck with me and I ran with it and I'm still running with it and it seems to be working out for him still <laughs> so I'm gonna let it work out for me nah that's real uh, and that's it's crazy because I actually I thought about that too with your name Dion because like you said Primetime was was that dude for so long so you associate the name Dion with Dion Sanders so that's crazy that's how it came about now did you have any other names before that though Man, come on, talk. I mean, hey, look, I'm you know everybody, something. everybody had names. I was thinking about this um, yesterday, man. I had this name. It was Captain D, man. Like I don't eat fish, and I'm allergic to it. But for some reason, I thought going with Captain D was a was a good name. I, mean, I was like 15, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's just it came with the territory of trying to create, you know. And I was out actually writing albums even back then at, at like 14 words. Yeah, I had notebooks where I would just um, write. Um, I actually started really writing. Uh, I'll never forget one of my good friends, Chris. Um, he gave me this beat CD. He was a real big 3-6 fan. Hey, 3-6 um, Mafia. 3-6 Mafia, oh, like, okay. and he gave me this beat CD and all the beats on there from like one to 18 was like 3-6 influenced. Uh, I don't think he ever thought I was going to do anything with it, but I took it home and in like two weeks I came back with like a full written album. And he looked at everything I had, he was like, man, like, he's like, you serious? And I was kind of like, yeah. Um, and it turns out, man, me and him still cool. Uh, he's still doing his thing, I'm doing my thing. But man, that really kind of shaped the way that I became serious about my work. Another thing that I would do, I mean, all this happened like, in high school, so I would be in class, supposed to be paying attention, but I would be writing lyrics in class while the teacher was teaching. Um, and then I actually had a class with two guys. One guy was from New York, one guy was from Philly. And um, these guys would be writing bars in class and they would share their bars with each other, they would spit. But man, what's crazy is I was always scared to spit. Like I never spit my bars, I'd write with them, but I'd never spit. People be freestyling in the hallway, I clam up, I never spit. And I'm still struggling with just trying to open up as an artist still, I still get that. Okay, so what, I mean, were you like intimidated by them like freestyling or were you worried about how you would be perceived when you tried to freestyle or you was just like, man, I really ain't trying to, I write with y'all, but I really ain't trying to shit nothing with y'all like in the physical world, y'all have to hear me vocalize this. Man, you know, it was actually like the fact that I was from the South. You know what it is? I like, knew it. And it wasn't because, that. Because they was from Philly, they was up up top, and we know that New York hip hop pretty much started up that way. So you, did you feel like, man, I'm a little country dude, you know what I'm saying? These niggas from Philly, they got Beanie, they got they got Eve, they got all these these spitters. I, can I compare? They they had back their resources already, mm. and we didn't have anybody at the time. I was the only person we had. I remember I listened to Ludacris on the bus mm. every day, and bef and to me, in my just in my opinion, before that, I feel like Juvenile was like what the uh, I would listen to Juvenile G Code album every day on the bus going to school, and uh, Wayne was pretty tough at the time too. So. But we had never had anyone stapled as being Cass. a Yeah, definitely. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. Like we, Southern-wise, we didn't have nobody stapled in the game except Ludacris. And he wasn't really like. So you were saying that, uh, so we had Luda, 
you like kind of compared to Buster Rhymes in the sense of wordplay and theatrics and things like that. So, what made you come out of like your shell as far as like deciding to like let folk hear you actually spit a bar? Um, I had gone up to Jersey. Uh, I was in the military. You was in the military? Yeah, I was in the military for years. I've been in Iraq two times. Oh, shit. So you was active duty? Active duty, bro. Uh, yeah, and when I first... And I would, like... I freestyled in basic training, um, which which it kind of felt like jail in a way. Uh, <laughs> but that was, like, my way to get through everything. Really, rap was. And I freestyled there in front of people I didn't know. But when I got to my first base, which was in Jersey, I had this friend. I met this guy named Travars. And Travars, um, he believed him. He was the first person that really was like, bro, I'm gonna pick you every time um, if it comes down to who the hottest are, who the hottest rapper anywhere. And I, you know, he took me around some people and we had, you know, another, there was another guy that rapped on the base. He done brought me in. It was like a little standoff, man. It was like a battle rap, bro. Like, <laughs> So that was one time I actually, that was my first time battling. He, he pretty much put me up against this guy from Texas. And the guy from Texas was pretty established. He was making pretty much um, music out of the bathroom. He was doing it the old school way. He had uh, he had equipment and everything. He was he was going about it the, the independent way for sure. Um, but, and I didn't even, I had never recorded anything, but I, I got in there and I, and I held my ground on, on the battle. And it was a good time. I got my respect. You know, those guys let me run with them after that. It was like 12 guys. We was up in Jersey. These guys were from the South. So I, I ran with them, man. I had a little crew. And we used to just, you know, do whatever. Man, that's dope, man, for you to be able to, like, go outside the state. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Find some guys that's from the, from the same region as you, you know, be able to spit bars with each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, challenge each other and then, like, grow from that. So with you being up there, and then you said you did, so you did two tours in Iraq. I did two tours in Iraq. Now, while you was going over there, I know that's a, a different time, like being over there, you know, war and shit like that. Were you were like, were you writing raps over there too, or like or writing albums, like as you was like over there, like maybe about your experiences, what you witnessing, or were you just like maybe writing about shit back home, or girl, you missing some shit? So man, funny thing that you asked. So as soon as I got ready to go to Iraq the first time, I got word from. This lady I haven't seen that uh, <laughs> she she decided that she was gonna reveal that she had been cheated on. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before I left, the day before, you know, we had broken up, but she she thought it was a good idea to say, hey, you know, I I, I, I got a confession. I guess she thought maybe I was gonna, you know, not make it bad. You know what? I was just thinking, I'm like, her ass probably thinking like, yeah. oh, this nigga might not come back. You know what I'm saying? Let me reveal this shit and they get out my conscience. Yep, and she put it on my conscience. Mm. And um, so what I ended up doing, and it's crazy, um, and, and this regimen pretty much has followed me through my life since. Um, when she told me that I was in the war zone, um, we would get off um, work probably about like six in the evening time. I would, um, that's when I did all my studying. I wrote, but I studied, man. I, I, I soaked in a lot of like goody mobs. Like I really got to the essence of like, how do these guys make dope music? Like, why are they legends? Why, why, like, how do they go about making an album, first of all? And then once I started getting into Goody Mob, 
I started transitioning into like Fabulous. Um, I started Jada Kids, The Locks, um, Jay Z, Biggie, and it kind of just turned into me being a student of the game. But I was writing um, based off of what I was hearing at the time, and it was a stressful. It was stressful too. So I was able to relieve stress by writing, but I would also relax by listening to like um, those the essence of like when when these guys would make songs, and it would be kind of like. Uh, advantageous for the nighttime or you know however my mood was during the daytime so I got a chance to explore all my emotions while going through that breakup and that hard time <laughs> did, you, did, you, did, did you designate one song towards that conversation that she had when she told you you cheated or 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 nah you had no track like you know what I'm saying like a nah, track or I didn't have I didn't have a So no one song designated to, towards her. It was just nah. It was just all Boosie and Webby. Man. Hey, what you know about? Hey, come on, man. Ghetto stories. Yeah, man. man. I, that's uh, when I started being crazy. That it made me crazy because you were in the hot desert saying yeah. you listening to um, Webby and Boosie, and then I I wanna be, I wanna say the Carter the first Carter came out too. So I ended up really soaking in all of the gems from that album. Man, bro, it's. Yeah, cause the Carter one first off. Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lemon so, meringue, apple custard, cherry jelly. Mm-hmm. Don't make me get the biscuit for you. And what up, Jizzle? You my distant brother. Real shit, nigga. Same father, different. Bro. Anyway, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah, my yeah, bad, bro. Look, but I want to go back to that. And that, that that's y'all. taking me where I need to be. Man, you was in the era like, mm-hmm. and then for one, being over there like uh, in Iraq, having that time where you could dissect those albums because every album that you name is a fucking creative, you know what I'm saying, masterpiece. A lyrical masterpiece. Especially like Goody Mob albums. Like mm-hmm. when, when when you go back and listen to Soul Food, mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying? Like the the stuff they was talking about, you feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like how deep it was, the depth mm-hmm. of it. Like, man, it's... So that's, that's man. that made me ahead of my time. Yeah. In ways because I, I, I soaked in more of the instrumentation aspect of what Organized Noise was doing at mm-hmm. that time. So, um, I, yeah, it just yeah, it just gave me a path, really, um, to, okay, when I get older, I think I want to be like this. I'm, I'm from the South, too. I can relate to a lot of things that they're saying. And, um, yeah, definitely, definitely got a lot of influence from them. So what was the first song that you actually recorded and you decided that you was going to actually put into the world? Like, were you still in the military at that time or was it after you got out? The first actual song um, that I composed was after I got out, but what started me, I'm a, I could just tell you what started me in the recording. We had um, On The Bass, we had these dorms, and it was kind of like college. You you live there, you run, you see people in passing, um, you might talk to them, you might not, you might be cool, you might not be, it is what it is. So one particular day, man, I believe this is really what marked my future. I walked by this guy's room and I had never seen this. He had like a home studio. And I walked by the door, his door was open. And he had a microphone in the middle of the room and a computer and the screen. You could definitely tell that he was recording. And I was like, man, what you, what are you, I was like, what are you doing? He was like, man, I'm recording. Um, and and I was like, you know, tell me more. Like, and he let me step in. I, I, 
watched what he did. He recorded a little bit. And I was like, man, this is crazy. So this guy that I was like kind of roommates with, he rapped. We were freestyle from time to time. So some kind of way he ended up maybe walking by the door or I told him about it. We went over there and my first recording was a freestyle. We did like a UGK beat. We did like five beats. Uh, he put it on a CD and gave it to me. It was trash, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it was a whole bunch of me. Those guys were good. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> this guy named Jones, I had never heard anybody spit like that. I mean, he was like, he was on some Jay-Z Nas with the freestyling. Like, he would read books. He was a real quiet person, like, very quiet. Like, I was quiet, but he was way quieter than me. But when he would freestyle, that'd be the only time i hear him talk. And I'd be like, bro, this stuff that you're talking about is like, this should be on records. But anyway, we ended up, I ended up recording with those two guys. They were really brushed up. I'm in there just hollering, like <laughs> yelling, like on some Southern Pimp C type stuff, but it ain't really coming together like yeah. it could. I took that CD and studied it. And um, I even played for my girl at the time. She she didn't want to say nothing. She wanted to be nice about it. She didn't, she said, I'm not going to say nothing about it. Man, no, she just spoke her mind. But I, I knew it wasn't good, but I was like, yeah. what do you think? But she knew I could rap, but it was just wasn't a good recording. Right. Anyway, fast forward, um, same thing happened again. Um, years later, I got out of the military. Um, this one guy that I know, um, I call him Smirk. Smirk showed me how to record at home a song. He, This guy just showed me how to record on the microphone from in the military. But when I went over Smirk house, he was like my little cousin, my, my partner little, he was my partner cousin, but he was my cousin too, cause me and my partner were close. He showed me how to record myself on a program called Mitchcraft, man. The rest is history, cause had he not shown me that, I'd probably still be paying for a lot of studio time. Mm. But he was a young kid, man. I'm like, man, he's showing me the game right now. We ended up recording some freestyle and they came out crazy. like. Um, he an artist now, and if he he showed me that man, I still use that program. That's that about thirteen years ago. But that's dope though, because what I've learned being around like you, my other homies that do music, you feel what I'm saying, is the fact that when you record on your own, it saves you a lot of money. Because when you're a young artist coming up, you don't have a lot of resources that you can dedicate to just recording all day or whenever you feel like it. You feel what I'm saying? But when you have the access and you know how to record yourself, you can be three in the morning, you can write some shit down, you go in and record. And then it teaches you how to edit, how to like, how to vocalize, how to like lay tracks, like how to, uh, how to fucking, uh, Dang, I can't even think of the word right now that I'm looking at. But how to like stack tracks. You yeah, feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like it yeah, teaches yeah. you it teach you the game. Yeah. And it's like I don't have to give that money to the producer or to the engineer. That shit go to me. And then like now I can really push my shit and promote it and market it because I got a little fun. I ain't got a lot, mm-hmm. but I got something to go towards. You can save your money for marketing and, and just exposure. And that's really has been the key. Like I thought that I was going the wrong direction by having these home studios. I've had like at least eight home setups in maybe four different locations but they've all gotten better and i had to learn and i learned a lot this last with this last setup i built um it was more about how to uh project into the microphone so my vocal quality has gotten a lot better because i practiced and i really kind of sat with myself and i and i actually I'm, I'm gonna speak about something I had never spoken about. Talk, like, talk to him. Let's yeah, like talk I, about it. I actually was like 
toxic for a while with my music, but mm-hmm. I actually healed myself through finding a great process for music. Like I had to find my process. Like, like I found a therapist to process life. Mm-hmm. I had to find myself to process music, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I had to say, okay, what about me thinks that like yelling loud or or saying these things aggressively is the way and what people wants to want to hear i had to be like nah you don't actually have to yell you don't have to be aggressive and everything that you say doesn't have to be like in a battle format because i did come from more of a competitive background Mm -hmm. with um with lyricism so it was like how do i find the middle ground with lyricism being a strong male black male and then not being so aggressive that you're being demeaning or you're um turning people off from your music and it's been quite a journey i had to go back into study form i had to study people and i studied man i studied um for me to come out with a cleaner version of what i do i had to go back and study things that i've never studied before like nelly like how did nelly come off so clean in every song like a chameleonaire chameleonaire too he was very clean with all of his deliveries and was, and was dropping bars bars and that was something that i wanted to master because I, I i focused on my weaknesses and i said hey man like this could be the difference between you making a a song that you can actually sell versus a song that just people that you know like man that's dope and i want to go back even to the part that you mentioned when you was like what helped you find that process of recording and writing to, to find your real niche with it was the fact that you said you went out and got a therapist for life. Yeah, because, yeah. Because we know a lot of times music represents life, you know what I'm saying? Because music is life. So what made you want to reach out to speak with the therapist about life? Because I know in our community sometimes, what well, has been in the past, not so much now because people are like understanding mental uh, healthness, mental health. But what made you be like, nah, man, it's, I'm at a point in my life where I need to talk to somebody like professionally to, to get me out of where I'm at now because I got places to go and things to do in my life. And right now, this, this what I'm doing, like you said, being toxic ain't it, ain't it, G. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it, Chief. It's not helping, it's hurting. Right. So, uh, honestly, it wasn't my decision. I, uh, a beautiful lady that I know. <laughs> Um, Always the ladies, yeah, right? They get, they get she, us right there in time, yeah, don't they? got me right. Man, um, we, we be stumbling and fumbling without them, boy. I was boy. fumbling, and she helped me pick up the football. Mm. And um, I was able to run with it. She, It was a suggestion made by her. Um, we both went into therapy uh, just for life. And I was unable to unpack a lot of childhood traumas, mm-hmm. a lot of things that I wasn't very aware of. And I'm still definitely still learning. And I'm scratching the surface on a lot of different things. But... It's been helpful to understand that I wasn't as self-aware as I could have been and how I perceive myself inner, like my um, inner personality was showing on the outside, which wasn't good. Mm. I, wanted, I was more so focused on the external and not the internal. Come on. And when I started really looking inside and it took like three years for me to just to even start looking inside. And, and once I started looking inside, I was able to understand, all right, this is what you have been projecting. Um, and then you want to protect this, but I just recently came to the realization that you can actually start over every day if you really want to. Every day your journey, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I wouldn't be judged for opening up about being the way I was or how I'm trying to be now. I thought, man, this is my label. So I was stuck in a a lot of ways. I consulted with um, a lot of people 
throughout my journey and I've gained that knowledge of like reinvention and not being stuck. I was very much so stuck in um, certain time frames and I've gotten past that and it's been actually um, enlightening. That's powerful, bro. And I applaud you for that because, you know, I can relate to, to being in those spaces and, you know, being toxic for yourself and not really understanding what you went through in your life is kind of like on full display as you get older. You think you really good, but you really not. Mm -hmm. You feel like you find different things to distract you. A lot of time it's vices. A lot of time it's women. You feel what I'm saying? Because we think that we get a woman, we'll be all right. Mm -hmm. well, you know what I'm saying? I might have went through some shit as a child, but when I find her, I'm going to be all right. Yep. It, it don't yep. work like that because you have to really do that work. And a lot of times we don't even realize what we're doing until we have a breaking point in our life where we be like, nah, some shit got to change in therapy or just consulting with someone about yourself and you looking inside trying to fix it helps out like you did because eternally, you know what I'm saying, we be out here fighting like battle battles, you know what I'm saying, but I, on the outside folk think we good, we, no, we, we struggling, but you made a great point. Every day you can reinvent yourself. You don't have to carry what you did the day before and you know, subjugate yourself to, to the guilt, shaming, to the doubt, to the, like, I'm not worthy. Like, nah, you know what? I stumbled on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I ain't got to fall on Thursday. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, that's 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 the defined, you know, factor in it. But that's, that's a beautiful life lesson for me. Like, I, and I really just, within the last two months, learned that. Like, I can really just pick myself back up and put myself back in place. And honestly, like, I've actually um, started focusing way less on the external and just trying to really dig deep on the internal because I was spent 30-something years of my life being externally you know, uh, trying to put on a friend, pretty much. And you, shit, man, we, we all guilty that because the society we live in tells us to focus on the external. You know, they, they, they project these images into our brain by TV and by celebrities and by other means to focus on this. Like, you know what I'm saying? She got to look like this or you need to do it this way or this is that. Like, no, nah, nobody ever, ain't nobody on TV talking about what about your inside? Like, what the eternal look like? Everybody focus on the outside and that shit, that shit gonna fade because we're gonna look good at one point, but we're gonna get old one day mm -hmm. if we if we live to be that old. We ain't gonna look like this. So that external shit fade, but if I'm still a good person at 80, it's gonna, it's gonna still show. show. Yeah, it's gonna show. It's you know what I'm saying? Show. Like, these folks don't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't preach to them. Yeah, nah, we, nah, you preach it, man. You, you bring <laughs> gold out here, I'm bro. Right bring a collection plate. Nah, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? Pass the keys like this. You, <laughs> you feel what hey. I'm saying? But uh, now nah, that's dope, bro. So, so over the. Uh, Cause I know, like, I heard a lot of your music. Like, you done stuff with our, our mutual friend, Cav. Like, I was just listening to y'all shit the other day. To, uh, she just want to uh, turn it for the DJ. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, uh, turn up for the DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. Man, man, I was just listening to that project the other day. And y'all symmetry and y'all collaboration was so dope because I felt like y'all fed off each other on that project. So, like, over the past, like, I guess a few years, you know, I know all the stuff that's been going on in the world with the, yeah. you know, the... Pandemic mm -hmm. or what pandemic, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. you feel me? And I, I know a lot of stuff has been a have been has been um different. So what has been like one of your biggest adjustments these past few years, minus you going to get therapy, um, to focus on your like your own growth? Uh, you mean musically? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm about to say, what's your biggest adjustment been or pivot been in like music, like going from this level to the next? Live instrumentation, and mm. I got back in the lab. I mean, um, I cipher all the time still. But what I ended up doing, you know what? I, I I don't talk about this a lot, but I am gonna talk about it right now. So offline, I would go to um, Benjamin Mays 
And uh, I have a brother there by the name of Anon Negrio. He was teaching there, um, Mr. Jackson, he was teaching there. And um, I would go once a week into the classroom and it was like I was a student. At first I came in as like a mentor, but I quickly became a student because he had writing assignments and um, I would get a chance to see how the kids would react to the writing assignments, how they would interact with the you know, challenges that came about throughout these um, sessions and assignments. It was a poetry group. Um, as I became a student, I started to unpack these traumas that I had actually from what I was saying earlier with me writing in class. Mm. Like I was like, wow, I am stuck in that era of writing in class because what I would write in class was based off of street life mm. and, and like substances that weren't ideal for a young kid. They mm. molded my adulthood because I was talking about you know, things that were just degradative to black society. Right. I was able to get back into the classroom and relearn how to formulate. I was, yeah, it was like a simulation. I was back in the classroom. I got a chance to rewrite history. Mm. And once I started rewriting my history, I said, you know what? Like, I can rewrite everything. I can just keep working on myself and rewrite. Because if I can present a new like it was like I was a kid like I was a kid with the kids I was presenting to them and they were presenting to me and we were all listening to each other so I healed that part of my inner childness and then I was like okay how can I do this on an adult level I came back as an adult and I said man I mean and I knew that's what I wanted to do it didn't happen because I just didn't happen I knew I wanted to do that um Cav is nice I was like Cav is like one of my favorite people I don't know if he know that we don't really even talk but I think that it's almost like Nas and Jay-Z. Like, I don't know what kind of time <laughs> we be on, but it'd be like we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't see him when we don't talk. But if I see him and we do music, it's like it works. Yeah. And I, I listen to that project all the time. Cav is nice. I, I really look, look up to Cav. Like, I remember meeting them way back. This was um, another um, lady that I knew. She introduced me to Cav and um, Lee and um, some of the other guys that I just don't remember their name, like Zay. But I, I remember meeting them and I had run into them like a couple times before we started recording that Paperboy. Paperboy was just kind of like icing on the cake mm-hmm. as far as like us getting to a, together. Like they yeah, grace, gracefully brought me in and I'm grateful for that. And I learned a lot from that Paperboy studio era. Um, and like I said, I really love Cal. I look up to him. He was he's really nice, like with his words. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Nah, he isn't. And, and I wanna I, man, we 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 said it on wax. I mean, maybe this will create a, a volume two or part two. Because yeah, when I when I say that, yeah. man, when I say y'all were just going in, like but y'all understood the assignment with y'all both being like uh students of the game for one and then being artists that pin their own music. You guys are able to tap into each other's power. Like one thing I've learned about being around all y'all, all my music people that I know is how y'all like motivate each other. You feel what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to writing. You might write this and then cast it. Oh shit, that's where he going with this? Then he write this. Yeah, that's, like, like, that's what y'all doing. Then he write this. You feel what I'm saying? It's like y'all make each other grow. And you mentioned Nas and Jay-Z, two, one, two of my favorite, the, two the, of the dopest motherfucking artists 
right, the, the, the you now, know what I'm saying? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Two yeah. of the most dopest artists, period, yeah. to touch this generation. The collaborative right. Nas and Jay Z. You feel the me? ones that work together. Yeah. Man, no, it's like a yeah. beautiful thing. Like they both, yeah. they get it. Yeah, it's like they understand. It's understood. Yeah. It's like it's like you know what I'm saying? Two. Cause he he was the first person I I saw that brought. Like that, I personally knew that brought that design vibe into rap. Mm. Before he, he's like, I might not be a signed artist, but I'm gonna design mine. Like I'm a fashion designer. He was like on he's some, int- he's intentional. Yeah, he's on some Virgil stuff. Yeah, not nah, real. Wax. For real, no. Nah, I be like, bro, the stuff that he does bro, is like man. next level. So man. he pushed. He in like I don't know if he knows, but like he just like somebody I look up to because. I I can reach out and call him. You know, I can't call Jay Z. So he nah, like Jay Z to me. Nah, that's real. I'd be shit. like, bro, if he become an exec, I'm gonna be like, look, bro, let me you hey, know what what's up? Yeah, yeah, what's up, bro? What's like, what's with? I sweep up for a hey. second, you know what I'm saying, until we get there. But nah, Kevin's always been somebody I just be like, man, this guy's something different. Nah, dead ass, bro. Like it's real. Shout out to Cal, man. Yeah, Cal, shout out Cal, to Cal McLaren, man, one of the yes, one of the good guys. Definitely. Now you said you uh incorporated more live um, instruments into your work and I know you feel me I've been wanting to talk about this but I saw your tiny disc you feel what I'm saying and I know you I think it's like you said uh is it affiliated with them like NPR or no it's unofficial it is uh Chitlin Circuit bro man it looked yeah. official Oh, shit. Like, I, I, when I saw it, my first thing was like, man, when did the young get on the, on Tyler t- nah, t- t- I, I mean, you know, they be having some dope, like, artists on there. I didn't think it was that. Um, so how did know, that come about? So, I <clears throat> so I got to a point in um, life where I would just, every day, I would, on the TV, I would play jazz. Like, I, okay. I wanted the house to be like a jazz cafe every day. I love, I love it. And it, in turn, turned into, like, can I turn this? Can I make this musically? Because I always study Rick Ross. Um, he had the live in- instrumentation going with the Justice League early um, in his career, and I was like, man, if I could ever get to that point where it's just like seemingly, seemingly like this is normal, natural, and like just something I can really do, I'm gonna do it. So I started going through some beats. Um, I was having a tough time even trying to find myself um i said and this was the first time i felt like i could tell the truth without being um obnoxious Mm. so i said what's the truth and i said i want to tell the truth and the tiny desk concert ended up being the first and only song that i did like that and i held on to it for months and months and months and something kept telling me like it just felt special um, and something told me to shoot that. Like, I, I believe it was God. Like, I didn't even think that it was going to do what it did as far as, like, anybody saying anything about it. But something said, you need to turn this into a tiny desk. I listened to it over and over and over, and I held on to it until it just was like, you got to do it. And, um, I, and that actually jump-started something else. It jump-started another lane for me. I'm able to do more now. I'm able to explore that lane because it's a lane that is really untapped right now. Like home tiny desk concerts was a thing of the um, pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the, so I'm like, hey, everybody's back outside, but I want to let people in. So mm. I'm going to take that. Damn and I'm going to, yeah, I want to let people in and, and show the creativity in real life. So I'm going to just keep my stage set 
And you, so you did that stage stuff yourself. That's my. That's yeah. your setup. That's that's real life. Boy, I my thought, house. Man, I thought you yeah. had pulled up on somebody. They told you to nah, come in, come in, and do nah, the concert, my I, boy. Nah, I know it's unofficial, but it looked unofficial to me. Yeah, it's just like a basement that I do my recording in. I didn't even think anything of it. I, I put a couple plants down there and said, let's roll. And man, that's you, how we that's man. how we came up with it. Bro, that, that, man, all I got to say is keep them coming, bro. Like, when I saw that, bro, boy, I got so hyped. Boy, I like this boy on, on Tiny Desk, whether unofficial or official. Yeah, it's just the fact that yeah. you, you know what I'm saying, you know, put another track out, you feel what I'm saying? And then... The, the content that you got in the track is is beautiful. You feel what I'm saying? When I was listening to oh, it that man. first go around. I was like, damn. I was like, yeah, we like we need we yeah, we need you back. Like, okay, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, come come with whatever you got in the in the, in the uh, arsenal, whatever you got in the got tank. You, you feel me? Because that tiny desk, bro, let me know. I'm like, okay. yeah, you back and you need to be back and stay okay. back. I appreciate. You feel it. me? Like, don't go nowhere. You know I, what I'm saying? I feel like that put me on the right track, and that's saying a lot coming from you. You know what I'm saying? Because I know you you gonna hold people to a high standard. You you you're a manager. Especially when, oh yeah, for, oh yeah, for my boy, some guy named Lee. That's what I'm saying. So you know what I'm, saying? I, I'm holding I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta do what this man know what he's talking about. Man, it's I, I look at it like I just love music, especially hip hop. Like hip hop like like my like my favorite genre next to like jazz and R and B. And it's just like, you know, I grew up listening to the same stuff you listening to. Like my early on, I would come in no more nine, ten. My cousin put me on the Three Six Mafia, you know what I'm saying? Project Pat and all them, and then Mystical Juvie. I, I used to listen to 400 Degrees like anybody business. My nine is gonna stay with, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna get on that. You just had. To. And it's like his brother put me on to like Jay Z and Nas because he would be his older brother was more South based, so everybody Big Mike, uh, Slim Thug, Zero, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, like uh, Fat Pat, eat. you know what I'm saying? Like all that. But then his brother put me on to like everybody up north, like uh, Benny Siegel, Freeway, Nas, you know what I'm saying, um, Wu Tang, mm-hmm. and it just went from there. So my love for hip hop is like immense. Like I love like the bar aspect and the lyrical. That's why I flock with y'all so much because y'all give me that Big L type shit. Y'all give me that uh, uh, Big Boy uh, under three thousand type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like y'all, y'all give me like that ludicrous that. That T.I., you know what I'm saying? That, that uh, A-Ball MJG. Yeah. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. y'all give me what I need, man. So it's just like, Ooh. I hear that. Like, heavy hitters in that list. Man, dog. Y'all see Big me. L. When I learned about Big L, that actually changed um, a lot of my content, too. From, from a, I think I was about 19, and a guy, I forgot, I think he was from Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, we was in that same um, Iraq deployment. Um, we had, like, Little things like TVs, Playstations, and stuff like that. But this guy, man, he pulled up some big L. He was like, bro, this... You know, I didn't know anything about North at that time. I had just got up to New Jersey. So this is my, like, one of my first introductions to someone who was saying, look, you never heard this guy, but you need to hear this guy. Mm-hmm. And it was big L. He's like, man, this guy better than Jay-Z. I'm like, what? You know, I'm naive. I don't know nothing. They, everybody up North, I already know. When I started hearing this guy, I'm like, oh man, ended up doing like a freestyle over one of the Big L's beats. Um, just, you know, not, I, I just really like Big L, you know. Yeah, nah, that's real, bro. Like, and that's that's how I was when I first heard him. I came across him, I forgot even how I came across Big L. I mean, I used to see like little stuff here and there in hip hop where they would honor him or say something about him. But you know, I was still kind of somewhat young. I'm about 11, but still didn't really know him. I first put that put, put on his first album, man. Lifestyle over the uh, lifestyle over the rich, and I mean, life. Can't get a tongue. Shit, I got tongue tied. It's been a long fucking day. Uh, you know, lifestyles. Well, the rich and dangerous, poor and dangerous. Whatever, man. Y'all know the goddamn I know, I know. shit, man. I can't talk right now. Y'all forgive me. 
But yeah, bro, so it's just like like him, Red Man. Oh, you yeah. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like them boys, man, man dog. Man. Oh yeah, nah. Like when it comes to that's why I say like my Mount Rushmore for when it comes to hip hop. Like it ain't no traditional list. Like it ain't. Nah, I, I don't have no top five. I don't have no top ten. You feel me? I have a top you list. Do top five from every crew, dog. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if we want to, if we want to get matter of fact, like who? Like I know your inspirations, like in a sense. But who okay. was some of like your your go to like? Spitters that you like kind of go to to study more and more and, and try to like get something from, like, even now. Okay, so, um, I go to Lil Wayne for lyricism. Okay, um, I go to TI for record sales. Mm, okay, I go to Andre 3000 for creativity, mm. Pharrell for production, and I'll say a fifth is gonna be Jay Z for business. So you really got it broken down to a science. I do. That's, I love hip hop just as much as you. Like bro, I, that's, that's, I only wish to be a mogul in this. Like I love the game so much. It's just like I, I, I when I look back and I think of everything that I've done, I'm like, bro, my. That's why I'm filming the way I'm filming right now and dropping these videos. Cause I'm like, I, I've honestly lived a real hip hop life. Mm-hmm. Like for real. Like my whole life purpose feels like it's real. If, even if I, even if I never get anywhere. I'll know that I like it followed me throughout my whole life. Now that's music. Now that's general. real, bro. Like you said, like and that mogul can come in many ways. You feel what I'm saying? Being an artist, then becoming an exec, you know what I'm saying? It's so many ways you can make it in music, you feel what I'm saying? Then on top of that, you being an artist, when you do get it, you can just push your own shit because now you're in a position to. You feel what I'm saying? I love how you broke all those down because each one of those are key elements and when you're trying to become a artist and trying to be on center stage and have folk hear you because it's one thing just to do music. It's another thing to actually like be music and to want to be better. Like you added live instruments, you know, real artists add live instruments. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like we, we all remember MTV Unplugged. You yeah, feel what I'm saying? Yeah, like they was yeah, back there yeah. doing it then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was, like that, that, that lets you know that an artist. Well, one was crazy. That Man. Was, then the Jay-Z one. The Jay-Z one in the, yeah. Lauren Hill. Oh yeah. You feel, you know, like so I always felt like, man, live instruments is the best. Like especially like bands like Mint Condition. Like when you get on stage and you hear the artists, whether hip hop, R and B, jazz, when you hear that live instrument, bro, it's another element. It's just like I'm really a musical artist. Anybody can just go in the booth and just hit record and record some shit. That's true. But it takes a lot to add like tempo, rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Being on time. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a lot come with that. So I did spend a lot of time during what I call the off season because I've, I've been kind of just like, I didn't even have a plan, but um, things happen and I've been spending a lot of time um, working on trying to work on an album. Like that's my, one of my, not, it's one of my weaknesses. I have not composed an album that was official. I did one maybe in 2012 called Collection Plate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty official and I haven't done so that was like 10 years ago I haven't done a real album but somehow I'm still afloat as a rapper artist you know um, and, and, I, and I'm almost less focused on the album but what I have done is I ran into this guy named George George he's been pivotal for my music career because what I was able to do like he offers a non-biased opinion on mm. music. He doesn't know. You need that. I need that. So I'll, I'll 
like go to him and I'll be like, hey man, you feel like listening to this? He'll listen to me. He's from New York, so he'll he's gonna tell me like, all right, I like this, but or like go with this or it's not time yet. So I think bouncing my ideas, I never had anyone to bounce ideas off of or just even kind of say, hey, can you listen to this? And mm-hmm. I didn't never feel really um, comfortable because it was just me and my lady. We were pretty much introverts. And um, but um, George has actually been pivotal for me because he actually has an ear for hip hop that's different than mine. Like the culture, I need this. I need to strengthen my weaknesses. I'm not in tune with the culture as much as I could be. I'm more like Andre. Like, I'd be off grid. I feel you on that, bro. You know I, can, I can relate to that. I, I can relate. So with the content that he takes in, it helps my content because I'm like, he'll be like, hey, we'll be watching something random. It might be a freestyle I never saw. It's been out like a year. We'll watch that. Or we might watch like a, a podcast. Or we'll just, it'll just be something that I never really paid attention to or I haven't even been in tune with, it kind of brings me into reality and helps fuel my music so I can be like current. I won't be like back in the day making old school stuff. I can keep my material fresh. So it's good to have somebody like right there with you just kind of like on the journey, but like not not biased and gonna be like, hey, I I like this just cause I like you. Nah, that's real bro. That's what you need as an artist. And like you said, it helps you grow. Cause like I said, it's and and it's so challenging, I guess, these days to keep up with the culture because so mm-hmm. much happens so fast, and it's just like some stuff is just like instant, and some stuff it just disappeared, and some stuff lasts. So it's like it's good to have that refreshing mind that knows what's going on to help you relate. Because when you when you introvert, I know I'm an introvert, so it's like when you to yourself and mm-hmm. you're not really focused on what's going on outside, it's hard. It's sometimes when you come out to get folk to come to you because like you're not really on what they own in a sense so it's like trying to find that median where like how can I still be involved but not be involved where it benefits me to really help these people like get me and understand where I'm trying to come from and get my message because like I'm doing music for me but I'm also doing it for y'all Yep. At the same time, just like how mm-hmm. Andre and them did it for us. Mm-hmm. They provide a service. It's, it's essentially yeah. providing a service. And with, like I said, if you have an extrovert on your side, they'll actually be able to kind of steer you in direction. Another direction I have never gone is I have not actually, I don't have a lot of experience um, collabing with uh, female artists. Like, I, I would love to. Rappers, singers. I don't I haven't opened the floodgates with that, and I think that's gonna help in in terms of like Tiny Desk concerts and stuff. Like oh that. yeah, bro, you linking up with a young lady that does music yeah. would be beneficial to mm-hmm. you to your growth, and then like I said, especially with the Tiny Desk aspect, because having that female uh, dynamic is, mm-hmm. is crucial. Having that feminine. Uh, yeah, feminine I mean, energy yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying we balance us out you know what I'm saying yes, like exactly what I because I know I'm a I, I'm a strong guy but yeah. musically I would like to explore that like um well I can see you doing some stupid stuff bro. yeah like and I'm because I'm really at this point like I said I'm trying to re- I'm really on some Andre stuff I'm like I wish I'm I'm dang near to the point where I'll shoot a rap musical that's kind of what I'm doing mm-hmm. like I'm doing like a musical but it's just not it's not idolized you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like rap. So I'm looking at life in terms of a musical. 
And I just, you know, if if it happens, it happens. Nah, it's gonna happen, bro. Like it's because there's so many dope female artists out here, today, especially in the eighties. See, I need itself. management. I don't know how to do it the right way. Like, and, you know, it's coming back. You can like, I don't know how to reach out and be like, look, I, I mean, want to work on something. It goes like, I mean, because like when you when you reaching out and you see somebody like say say Vince, you come across a young lady and you like, damn, she can sing or she can rap or whatever she doing. You like, damn, she dope. You know what I'm saying? All you gotta do is comment. You know what I'm saying? Shoot a message. Like, with you being an artist, you already got a, you already got the, the, uh, the connector. That's breaking the ice right there. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you can actually send her your That's stuff. True. She yeah. can actually see what you're doing. She gonna know you ain't bullshit or trying to get with her. She like, oh, this, this dude really on his shit. And it's just like, it's about approaching. Like, hey, queen, I know that you were doing your thing. Like, I'm really rocking with you. Like. This is my vibe. I feel like you will fit this. Like, send us some stuff. I'm like, what you think about this? Okay. Like, that's how you do it. Holler for a feature. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah. And it's just like, like, what are you working on? Like, see, like, where she at currently yeah, with her music. True. So that way you can be like, do you have the time to even take this on? If not, could you point me to somebody that you know? Because females running packs. If she that's doing true. music, she know hella girls that's doing fucking music, bro. I'm you telling you. You right. And we got we got our homegirl, Stephanie. Um, That's with our club. Uh, I don't know if you ever met Stephanie. Yeah, I've, I've done a song with her. I never released it. Yeah, I like, and, man, it. dog. She, bro, I'm going to holler at you bro, still. Bro, she just sent us some shit the other day. For real. Nigga. I need to come Bro, I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to play it for you when we leave. We got a song, but I hadn't gone the route of... Getting approval, approval from her to release. Man, it. just hit her, bro. She, he, her. you know, she's like a creative monster. You feel uh, what I'm saying? Like, she really be in her bag, visually, mentally, I writing, her bro. In the bag, all the, bro, all she the be energy. on her stuff. Yeah, so, man, be. now this is gonna be the year, bro. I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna check with you every so often. Please, like, hey, bro. what's up with you collabing with with these females, MCs, or okay. artists? Because okay. I want to hear some. Okay. You, you, you hear me, George? George over here. I know, I know, I know, you I know. Me? George right here. It's up. Uh, it's the first of the month. You know what I'm saying? Wake up, wake up, wake up. You know what I'm saying? So we going I'm gonna check okay, that with you, bro. Please, I need accountability. Alright. All levels. That's sure. what I like. Say less, my boy. Yes, sir. Now, uh, since we speaking on female artists and all that okay, stuff, okay. Well, I guess we can segue into like I know hip hop is your thing. I know you say you play jazz at the crib. Mm -hmm. So what other musical genres do you listen to or do you have any other musical genres that you take inspiration when you're creating your own musical outlet? Um, mostly jazz. I I'm, I've been trying to get into blues though, mm. and I actually, yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. I've been wanting to infuse, do jazz infused rap, jazz blues infused rap. It's I got a song, and it's kind of it's kind of risky. But I think I can, and I like merging these styles. But honestly, I did, I've done a country track. I ain't never let anybody hear. I did, no. I did debut it for like a small group of four. And they co-signed on one of the three songs. And I knew that one song was probably, potentially going to be the one song. But honestly, I just got, not just, this, this has followed me over the last three years. I never said anything. But... But I am highly and heavily influenced by Post Malone music. Really? Yeah, it has That's followed me and it's haunting me. It's haunting me because it's it's like hmm. it's interesting. Because what I've been learning, what what helped me to become more of a clean style rapper like Nelly, where it's like not much cussing, a lot of content, and it's catered towards women, is the singers have a lot of actual lyrics. It's just smooth. Singing and rapping is kind of the same to me because I can do both. But I feel like the way Post Malone does his, like, 
I don't know what kind of regimen he has or how he comes up with so much of a high, his high level, high volume music. He can put out a whole body of work and it's dope. But it really sets the tone. I remember working on like, I work on Afro beats. I work on um, a little bit of, a little bit of reggae, but Afro beats is fun. But what Post Malone does, he's able to make it make sad music sound like a party, man. He he knows how to make it sound like you're having a good time even though you're down. And that is something that is like almost like the American dream. It kind of it kind of made me think of Juice World when you say that sometimes. Yeah, like that's how his, his music is similar to that. And he can have a sad song, but you ride into it like it ain't no sad song. Like, but he talking about being depressed. Yeah, and yeah. Post Malone, I can say this: like I've been fully doubting him. I listen to a, a good bit of his music, but I know he's even expanded as an artist over yeah, the past few years. Like yeah. when he first came in, he's taking the sound to a different sound now, and it's like he has a way of finding. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's. I don't you know, know what I'm saying. He's got the it factor and the weekend. When I oh, really man. just need to like go to the Barry Centrals, and it's just like he's like Michael Jackson to me because he's like able to just talk about crazy stuff mm-hmm. and it's masked by this beauty of music, music. Mm-hmm. and I'll be like man this man talking about some dark stuff but it sounds but so be good. Sound good yeah and, I, and that was that's why I said I don't have to change my content mm-hmm. but I want to change my delivery I want to change my rhythm and I, I worked on cadence a lot too okay. so I wanted to and I spent the last three years actually trying to figure out how to rap as a an adult, like not childish, mm. it took a lot. It took all three years. It took all the cadence I had in me because I had to slow down a lot of um, things mm-hmm. and just be like, how can I pretty much pull this off? I'm like 37. I've been rapping forever, but I want to switch it up. And that's when the live instrumentation, I'm like, most people, they like those small jazz club vibes or, you know, when they go out on a date, they, they, you know, they like the music. It's kind of elevator music. It's just this high, higher class music. And I'm like, I think I can make it if I do that. I'm actually working on the music part of it, but then I'm going to start working on the image part of it. Mm. And I'm going to try to get my imagery really good with it. So it'll all come together over time. So, I, I, yeah, I might just... Because I like bars, and, I, and I'm going to continue dropping bars but I'm actually want to be a I want to be a musician like a just like Andre like a musician I want people to be like man that guy is like mm-hmm. from somewhere else yeah I do feel like I'm from I don't know I feel like a past life I must have been in a juke joint bro I, I must have been performing at bro, a juke you joint you had to be cause I feel like when I be in this music stuff I be feeling like I had to be I had to be, I had to be here enough time in the past life because to, to be in, enthralled with music as we are, mm-hmm. this yeah. just it just ain't come from just being yeah. here right now. It, it's too much that we into yeah, and too, too much, much that yeah. we like and too much we trying to accomplish with it mm-hmm. for it just to be like just right now. So yeah. now nah, you definitely was, uh, I was a man. You probably was in, you probably in the cotton club, killing the damn chilling. You know service. what I'm saying? You was probably like this a stable man. Yeah, uh, you was probably there probably like they probably going crazy. Whatever your name Somebody, was at the time yeah, back then, probably Wolf. Man, dog. <laughs> man, you was. <laughs> Nah, well, yeah, man, it feel like Cadillac Records all the time to me. I'll be like, man, this is crazy, dog. Like, so, so what you adding like this and, and being on that tip with the music, like, does R&B factor into you, like, trying to 
smooth out your content now because I know it's more of a adult approach, so you want it to be a certain way, especially when you cater to the ladies. You know, R&B is always the way to go, the reference, because, you know what I'm saying, R&B been sworn them for decades. Yeah, so, man, I actually um, have a song called 90s R&B, mm. and I know I saw you, you know, doing a serenade to the with the 90s R&B. Oh, yeah. Car. That was cool, though. I, I, I've been doing but, that for years. That's, that's, oh, that's, for real? That's your thing? It used to be. I used to post a lot more like that. Man, but yeah. you didn't keep that going. Man, because that, that, that 90s R&B hit me different. No, the 90, I'm, I got this song called 90s R&B, bro. And it's about 90s R&B. And I think it's amazing. I got to figure out how to tiny desk that thing. Because it's different. Like, out of all the songs I did. But R&B plays a role because... Um, create like when I create, I've set it up where where I create is like a lounge. Like I pretty much got this like in my head. I don't know what it looks like to anyone else, but it's like a it's like a Miami trap house. Bro. Mm. Like I got this like club lounge thing going on that I ain't even really figured out, but I like the way it feels because it it could, I could. Like where what I, what what I have going on, it just feeds into creativity. Um, I and you know you know one of the artists I want to really want to say this. I really look up to like Flow Rider and Pitbull. Oh, these guys get people off their feet for a living. Like I wish I could do that, but when it when it comes to like getting inspiration and getting my soul like up and just like awakened. I go to like the party music, like Lil John shots. Like okay. I try to turn the crib into like a party vibe. Okay. Where it's like I'm having a party in the studio before I record. Mm -hmm. Cause that's how I used to record. That was like I would go out, we would go to like strip clubs, we would go to the club, I come in two, three in the morning. And I, I don't know what he'd be high and aggressive. You just came off with came off of us strokers. I was tripping. You know, so using yeah. them up. Uh, we yeah, turn it up, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You going in. Yeah, I, was yeah, I see. Straight off the street. Man, before. literally to, to, yeah, to, the, to yeah, the booth. Yeah. So, and I and I live like that. I live in Jonesboro. So, you know, it was kind of hot South where side? I lived. Yeah, it was hot where I live. So, I was Super really just high. projecting what I was like. Going through. Mm -hmm, pretty much. So, you know, and I'm glad I healed that. <laughs> come a long way. Man, ain't we all? <laughs> Man, so, so outside of music, like when, um, when you're not on your master plan with that, what what's something that you do like hobbies, interests that you do to relax or unwind, like to to just like be at peace or just like to enjoy yourself? Cause I know you're introvert and I know how that goes. Like you you stay in, you don't want to do nothing. But I know you do something outside of music that you like. You know that you like to do. I don't know if it's shooting guns or or like no, in, like at a range or like racing at the racetrack. I don't know. Nah, so um, I have been swimming you swim bro i can't fully do like a lap without like i have to how do i put it i can swim like half a lap then i stop and i swim the next half i haven't mastered a full lap yet but i love the water so um i spend a lot of time in the gym and i just kind of relax i don't actually relax I, I gotta make that a confession. Like, I don't actually relax. I do live a anxiety-filled life, even though, um, but my environment is relaxed. Mm. So, like, if I come home, that environment is relaxed. So, it's really up to me mm. if I'm gonna 
be in that mode mm. or if I'm going to continue to have the thoughts that I'm having that's giving me anxiety. Right. Um, and then, but the gym, I started stretching. I had this regimen where I was doing yoga and swimming. I fell off, but I'm getting back to swimming. Late night swims. I'm talking about like 10 to 12 at night. That clean your mind right It right? really does. And it always feels like, and what I did, like I just did this um, yes, last night. I like to meditate, reflect, and pray. Man, I did something I never done. I was swimming under the water, and I was like, bro, I'm just talking to God, bro. Like, I'm dolphin, bro. Like, I'm on some, I'm going to vibrate through the water. We, I recently watched Avatar 2, and that was like an eye-opener. Like, it was talking about water. These, um, you know, I guess <clears throat> this tribe, they had never, they, they were a land tribe. They had to learn how to be in, in the water. I, I took to that because my lady's Hawaiian and like, I felt like for the longest I wanted to learn the water. And that was me going to the gym, trying to learn the water. I didn't know much about the water. So I've been on this journey for like two years trying to learn the water. And um, it's been good. Like, I, I'm like, bro, I think this is my way to like really meditate. Because you can't do anything else when you're swimming. You just got to be Focus there. on that. Mm-hmm. You focus on that. And that's the best focus I can have. You got to focus on and holding your breath, blah, blah, blah. But I did a lot of training in the pool before I started relaxing in the pool. So I would run in the pool. I would sidestep in the pool. I was doing like football drills in the pool. But then I was able to turn it around and be like, hey, you can use this for relaxation too. Because I do live a high stress life. Yeah, bro. And, and the... the one of the things that I've come to learn over all these years is, you know what I'm saying? The only stress you have is what you place upon yourself. You feel me? It's like you got to find ways and have outlets to, to decompress because, you know, when you're moving and grooving in life, you know what I'm saying? There's so many things that come our way to, to throw us off and derail us. And we we can do either two things. We can either choose to succumb or we can choose to, to elevate. You feel me? And it's like... When you out here living that life, you know what I'm saying? Like swimming and yoga, if that's what's helping you out, bro, you fell off, that's okay. It's like going to the gym. Mm-hmm. We fall off, we get right back in that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't it ain't nothing. But it's, it's key because in order to be where you need to be at, you got to have that type of peace where you can have it outside your home and go wherever you go, you can have peace. When a nigga, when a person in your face and, and talking that rah-rah stuff and you be like, I could really fall off in your teeth right now and knock you out. <laughs> Or you be like, nah, I ain't gonna take it personally. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know how much reading you do, but I know the four agreements help me with a lot of stuff. And I, it still helps me because sometimes my timber flip, but mm-hmm. the four agreements always say, um, uh, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Uh, uh, don't take anything personally. Uh, dog, it's be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Mm. It's like, out of those four things, it help you out because, like, we take a lot of shit personally in our life, whether it's financially, physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever, and we take on so much, but we never have time to decompress and be like, you know what? Maybe I don't have to take on all this at the same time. Maybe I don't have to do all this like I'm, I think I have to do. It's like, yeah, we got responsibilities, but at some points, you got to realize, like, life is worth living. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We out here grinding. We out here getting. We out here making a name and leaving a legacy. But we still supposed to have time to enjoy ourselves, enjoy our loved ones, and just enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? It ain't always going to be this sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to capitalize on this at the moment. And this shit I tell myself every day, that's when I'm driving on 20 and folk acting a fool and don't know how to drive. You feel me? This shit ain't easy. ain't easy. 
You feel what I'm saying? But ain't easy. They be, they be trying to stress me out every day, girl. I be like, y'all ain't gonna get the best of me. You headed west. I be heading. Most time I be heading um east. You know that's what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes west. You talking about, bruh? That's anxiety alone, that man. Yeah. That's why I take the back roads a lot of times, bro, because I can dodge that traffic. And because you know I'm from Atlanta, we from here, yeah, so it's just yeah. like we know how the traffic situation go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, I'd rather just duck off and go behind y'all. You feel me? <laughs> Shit. But uh, so what you got planned, bro? Um, for the year, like, what's your? I know you kind of touched on it earlier, but what okay. are you like? What's your 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 uh, plan for 23 as far as the music? So musically, I I've been working on an album. I'm not gonna lie and say it's gonna come out this year. Okay. But I do want to make sure that the songs are gonna be cohesive for a project that I can actually that'll have a lasting effect. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so I'm I'm working on that, and the content of that album is definitely gonna be the most important. Cause I need to show growth and I need to show that um, I'm here to stay. You know mm. what I mean? I'm not just here to, I don't want to just be a rapper. So I'm actually wanting people to be able to take something from that album. But I actually want to find myself visually. Mm. Like, I don't know how that, um, like we often look at, look at ourselves in the mirror, mm-hmm. but I actually want to find the best version of myself um, through visual art. And that's pretty much what I'm going to be working on this year. Uh, I plan on really just getting a lot of footage. And what I, basing this footage off of is like a 30 for 30 documentary. Um, I thought that I I have footage from like that that Paperboy era where I would do car freestyles. Nobody's seen this stuff. I did a lot of um, recording while I was in the studio. Um, I got a lot of footage of a lot of different things from that time frame. Um, I could put a documentary together, but I said, you know what? I want to save that, and maybe if something good happens, then put that out later. But right now, I'm actually using my current like footage for the documentary. It's like the documentary is actually live. Mm-hmm. Like the quicker I can shoot, the more live it can be. It can feel. It can feel like you're with me, and that's what I want people to be on this journey. It's like. It's accountability in a sense, because I'm like, if I want to provide, I want to let, let people in visually, then it needs to have a purpose and it needs to have a goal. Facts. And I think that um, that's what I'm working on. People seeing the work that I put in, because, yeah, I can have 300 songs sitting around. Nobody knows that. But if you see me moving, you see how I move and you can see like where I'm going in my had you're gonna be like oh this guy is not like taking time off he's actually working like i and, and one thing that's beautiful that i worked on i worked on 30 minute cook-ups man like i worked on how fast can i get a track on distro key I, I worked on that for like at least six months i was like how fast can i turn a track around how fast can i turn this visual footage around? i'm like gucci man master p right now like i'm like how can i can i put a will chamberlain out next week mm. can i do this next week I just worked. I said, all right, how fast can you get this thing from recorded to mixed to on distro kid to out? Just, just if like I worked on speed, it was almost like really like football practice for me. I put myself through a lot of work within the last three years just to, just to be able to, and then I'm doing the same thing with the visuals. I'm like, okay, what, what volume can I put out? How much, 
how how much footage can I put out over this amount of time? And I pretty much just track myself and, and hold myself accountable. So I kind of got a formula in my mind and I don't know what the visual is going to look like, but we kind of doing it as we go. So it'll be actually real life. I want people to see my real life. Mm. Like adult rapper, real life. Like the day-to-day operation. Day-to-day as an adult, like I'm not even talking about like, cause I see these guys, like I go down to like downtown Martin, Martin Station. I see, you know, guys, they, you know, they ganged up. They shooting videos at like one, two in the morning. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not really like out there with them. Right. So I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm just gonna show what I'm doing. Cause I can do the same thing they doing, but I'm like, I want to show something different. Every weekend I go down there to the Marty stage, I see somebody shoot a video on some corner. Nah, and that's real. cool. That that's that it be it be fire, it be jumping, it be hot, it be everything Atlanta is about. But I'm like, nah, like I wanna I wanna show me, you know what I'm saying, getting getting something nice to eat. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's real, you bro. You know what I'm saying? I wanna show me just out and about shopping. Linux. I I go wherever I want. But I want to be able to show why I can go everywhere I want. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not in a grungy way. It's just like... That is who I am. Bro, I'm a normal person. Just like like It's kind of like I, I want to be this... I don't want to be a star. But in a sense, I want to be a star for who I really am. Not because I put on like some fat fashion and, and, and jumped out here. Because <laughs> I do want to do it. Now, I have those urges. I'm like, man, I do want to put on the Jordans. But I'll be like, nah... I want to be comfortable in showing people who I am day in, day out. Nah, that's real, I let real, Jordan bro. be fresh. <laughs> fresh. Nah, that's real, bro. I like that. So that's that's a beautiful plan to have, bro. And I know you're going to accomplish it, bro. And because I'm going to be here witnessing, you know what I'm saying, hit you up, okay. asking, checking in, seeing how things going, bro. So just take it one day at a time. Okay. You feel me? Just do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? And I know you're going to make it pop, bro. And I appreciate you but, for having me. Nah, sure. I thank you for coming, bro. But before we get out of here, okay. uh, tell the folk, you know what I'm saying, where they can find your, your music, give me your IG, your social media handles, and just let them know how they can connect with you, bro. Okay, you can find me on Twitter and IG at NeonDeon20, N-E-I-O-N-D-E-I-O-N-20. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at YouTube. I mean, on YouTube, you can find me at YouTube.com slash at NeonDeon20. That's the at symbol, N-E-I-O-N-D-E-I-O-N-20. Um, and TikTok, you can find me at Need for Speed Dion with a four. And what about your music? My music is going to be on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, um, really all the major uh, streaming platforms under Neon Dion, N-E-I-O-N space D-E-I-O-N. All right, so y'all heard it up. Make sure y'all check them out and make sure y'all get on that tiny desk he just dropped a little while ago. It's on Spotify. It's on all the streaming Man, platforms. you won't be disappointed. You know what I'm saying, bro? I appreciate you coming in. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you dropping these gems. You know, these life lessons. You know what I'm saying, bro? We needed to hear this. You know, I needed this. You feel what I'm saying? So it was just a pleasure having you here, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all be blessed. Welcome y'all to an unofficial Tiny Desk concert. It's kind of like 
A small part of the process of me making music listen, Here we go This a bop, you just gotta listen If God woke me up, then I got a mission Went to the advisors with a Bible, then I got tuition Used to rap bananas, turned it to fruition Jazz in the living room, I hear it from the kitchen Pots making beats, I'm just doing dishes Want that new aquarium, I'm in the fishes Shot it like my genie, she be granting wishes Put anxiety to the side right now If you still listening, it's a vibe right now Might drop some on a platform And take it way back to wearing platforms Funny how my shot had some bad form Started off with chaps and got some Ralph Lauren Rapping in the trap houses in Gwinnett Dog sat by me in class and almost had a text He was ballin', I was taking tests When I worked that third shift, nobody text I don't even feel bad, I still feel blessed Wonder how long will it last if I feel next I'm tryna get to where I was going. When I was running track and all my foot was scoring. Playing basketball, they was thinking touring Now I'm tryna rap and I be thinking touring It's kinda hard to televise cause back when I would rap They was sitting hand scales on top the hard drive I ain't seen one of my dogs in a while but I know we connected I guess I'm learning about apartheid My mama only taught me about the bees so I Saw a bird late like an art slide I was Cuba Gooden and my dad was Lawrence Fishburne Son, don't you take that car ride Hold on. Guess I'm glad I got to know it Feel no, it's not an issue.